Okay, so has this ever happened to you? It's dinner time almost. What am I going to cook? Oh, I'm tired. I've had a busy day. I got to get dinner on the table. Well, that's happened to me more than once. And not so long ago, that happened. And I went to the grocery store to the frozen food area, right? What can I find? Those packaged things that are there. Oh, but scrolling. Oh, some of them taste like ugh, paste. And I don't know about that one. And, and then I see this package that's got a full-on picture of what really looks like delicious already grilled chicken, like fajita chicken. And then I saw one with beef and others. And I thought, chicken, that's easy. And it said, ready to go. I thought, okay, I can throw this on and do a little pasta. Or I can, you know, I figured that out. Well, it was called John Soul's Foods. I was impressed. It was really good, and I kept buying it. And then I decided, you know, I haven't had anyone on the show that is this big of a distributor of really, really good frozen meats. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because he's here. So stay tuned. Welcome to our podcast, Doing It Right. This podcast reveals authentic stories from successful leaders doing it right. It's about their journey to become a leader, their choices, motivations, and lessons. In essence, how they built successful personal brands. Your host is Valerie Sokolowski, author of eight leadership books and nationally known as an authority on executive presence and personal branding. Let's get started. Here's Valerie. Okay, so wait till you hear about the John Souls family-owned still, as of today, from 1975, family-owned business that is a multi-million dollar enterprise today because they're good, like I said. And John Souls himself is going to talk to us about this. Just before we start, don't forget the sponsor today is Gems of Japur, fabulous jewelry made in India, and it's a mission with a purpose, jewelry with a purpose, because all of the proceeds go to missions, Christian missions in India, and one of the missions is to feed a leper community. So Tina Jacobson, the founder, actually is giving a discount for my listeners. That means you, a 25% discount. Just go to Gems of Japur. I believe that's the name of it. Yep, Gems of Japur. I want to make sure that it's right on your internet that you're going to. And when you go to buy something, just put in the code Valerie and you'll get the 25% discount. All right, let's start the show. John Souls, you are the owner, co-owner of this fabulous food service. I can't wait to hear about it. So my first question to you is besides welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Valerie. Do you cook? I do cook. I, I cook a lot. I, and and that's, that's the funny thing is that my, my wife makes fun of me because I, I don't bring home our foods very often. My kids always are are, are wanting it and and uh, I just I try it all day long and Do you? so yeah, yeah right? and so it, it's something to where I don't bring it home but I'll come and I'll find that that she's bought it at the grocery store and I'm like why did you buy it and she goes well you never bring it home so I'm just gonna go buy it that's <laughs> so, a, that what is that the carpenter yeah, has no shoes yeah, I guess you know I, I just I guess I'm not very smart <laughs> I should be bringing some more stuff home but I think you're very smart yeah. and and to be listed as one of the top 
food processing companies in the whole country. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's really an honor. So tell us from the beginning, it's a family-owned business. What was it like, first of all, growing up yeah. in that? Yeah, how did it start? So my, my dad and his two uncles started it in the, uh, in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And um, 1975, and it was a an extremely small um, direct store delivery, uh, really raw hamburger patties that we were uh, selling to Sonics and Whataburgers and in places like that. And, so he liked um, to cook. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah our whole okay. family, our family loves to cook. Uh, well, my brother maybe not so much, but but my dad and I love to cook. Um, and um, it was a really really small. Uh, a small business. Uh, my brother came to work for the company in 1980. My, my dad had bought his two uncles out in 1985. Okay. And then my brother came to work um, for us in 1987. And, um, and I think we were doing about maybe $2 million a year then. Same product? Uh, yeah. It, well, just, just the raw hamburger patties and, and just really, really basic type stuff. Okay. And in, in a really, really small facility. And uh, my brother came to work for us in 1987 and, and grew the business uh, pretty much by himself, um, or he and my dad, to about $12 million. And we got into another facility. Then I came to work for the company when I graduated from the University of Texas in Austin um, in 1993. And so in April Fool's Day, it was, it was Good Friday, April 1st. It was Good Friday and April Fool's Day. Um, <laughs> I pull up to our main facility and uh, it's on fire <gasps> on fire and and burned for three days oh no yeah so i called uh I what called caused my, it what caused it it was an electrical ballast that was that was close to a box room that we had that uh exploded and started smoldering some some papers in an office mm. and then that office was next to a box room so it had plenty of oh. fuel you know at that point so that was that was a that, that, that was rough <laughs> that was not not a great time um but it was it was it was strange because one of our facilities was down obviously and the other one was not and what we started making out of the other ones in in 1980 uh started in about 1988 doing it but there was this new thing pretty new thing called fajitas and so that's all we had to sell for about 60 days till we could find another facility get equipment in and, and start running hmm. and that's all we had to sell and so uh, it actually went pretty well. You know, we actually made money out of that facility. We were shocked. And I'm still buying it. Right, exactly. So what happened then was um, we said, okay, well, let's get back to, you know, what we do. And so we built a, built a new facility, combining two small facilities into, into one and, you know, started really selling uh, raw marinated products that you would, that you would take home and you would grill. So okay. to restaurant chains and a little bit to, to, to grocery stores. Um, and then uh, in 2000, that business had grown so much that we decided to stop doing hamburger patties. So we didn't didn't do that anymore. And then really just concentrated on on uh, what we call in the, in the industry value added products. Mm -hmm. And in, in uh, 2000, we decided to build a facility just to, to cook and start cooking. And, and Sam's and Walmart had approached us, said, well, your raw fajitas that people take home and cook are doing really, really well. You ever thought about doing fully cooked? They said so, that to <clears> you. <throat> So we built uh, we built the facility in Tyler, and um, still that's where our corporate office is today. And and we've got uh, four cook lines in there that um, each produce around um, around twenty five million pounds a year. So we we sell about a hundred million pounds out of that facility. Say that again. About a hundred million pounds of of, uh, of products out of that facility, fully cooked products 
And that's just this facility. Right. And then in 2014, we bought a company called ProView Foods uh, located in Gainesville, Georgia. Hmm. And all, so all we do in Tyler is grilled products, so marinated grilled products. Um, in, in Gainesville, they did breaded products. And hmm. so we, um, we bought this company and said, okay, well, we've got lots of sales channels that they don't have. They were mainly just a school supplier, a CN label, child nutrition label for schools. He said, wow, and we think we could sell them to restaurants. We think we could sell them to the grocery stores. And so decided to buy them. And it's been a great, uh, been, a, been a great purchase for us. And, um, and that facility produces about 60 million pounds a year. And, um, and it's sold to, uh, again, to grocery stores and schools and, and restaurant chains, but it's all fully cooked breaded products. Now, is it now, have you been to frozen yes. at that point? Yep. Yep. <clears throat> frozen. Yeah. Okay. So in Tyler, we sell both fresh and frozen grilled so you'll see it on the in the fresh counter by the lunch meats and you'll also see it in the frozen section like mm -hmm. you said and then um that that went really well and and so we just completed a, building a new facility right outside of auburn alabama and uh we built two more lines there but uh, it has the ability to have five lines and so when it is up and and totally running it will produce about um about 250 million pounds a year and wow. um, so we're, we've got the first two lines running and uh, we're already starting on the next two lines to, to get them up and get them up and going. So um, I go to I go to Alabama and Georgia a lot. A lot. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Uh, give us some numbers. Just, you know, when you came on board, it was at this level. Mm -hmm. We talked at the pre-interview, which you listeners know I always do to get to know the person and to where it is today. Yeah. I mean, the growth has been a it, it, blessing, a yeah, real yeah, blessing. It's, it's, it's been a blessing. Uh, you know, uh, God has, has, has had a hand in our business, you know, from, uh, from the beginning. And uh, my brother and, and my dad and I are, are all uh, pretty religious people and, and, uh, and truly believe that uh, if it wasn't for him, we, we would have nothing. And uh, we know that, that God believes in hard work and, and diligence, but nothing happens without his, without his hand, you know, involved. So, um, when, when my, when my brother started again, it was about $2 million a year, uh, in sales. When I came on board, it was about $12 million a year in sales. Um, and then, you know, I think this year we'll do somewhere around 700 million and, uh, I've got a sales meeting with our, with our whole team across the country, uh, in November. And we're laying out a plan to uh, to get to that that illustrious billion dollar mark at some point. So we'll wow. see. We'll see. We think in the next you know two to three years somewhere somewhere around in there. So, That's really yeah. amazing yeah, and well been, deserved. Hard yeah. work. It's it's been a lot of hard work, a lot of time away from family, um, and, and and things like that. So so I want to know about family. <clears throat> I know you've got a drop dead gorgeous wife. I saw her picture, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. Yes. Uh, on Facebook. I had to look you up on Facebook <laughs> and two gorgeous little girls. Yes, Mary Peyton and Layla. And so here you are with this family and you're as busy as you are. How do you, how do you, John, how do you balance that? That's, so that's I, yeah, I, I try not to be gone more than, uh, you know, two, two to three nights a week. Uh, and, and then a lot of times I'll just take a, an entire week off and, and make sure I'm spending lots of time with the family, but I'm home every weekend. Okay. And I make sure that, you know, I try to go to games and and do all those things. But, you know, typically I'll leave on a Monday or Tuesday and be back by Wednesday or so and, and, and try to, you know, do as much as I can. You know, one, one thing we learned, I think, about the pandemic is that you don't really have to be 
all the places you thought you had to be. Isn't that yeah. true? So, um, you know, uh, our, our CFO uh, lives in uh, Alabama. Uh -huh. um, our director of marketing uh, lives in Ohio. Uh, you know, so it, it has, I think, really freed up a, a lot of, of a lot of things that you can do. You, you realize you don't have to do face to face, although I truly do believe face to face and, and personal relationships are the way that we've grown our business. I don't that will never stop, mm -hmm. but certainly uh, it's not as as important as it used to be, it seems like. And that's been, I think, a major lesson. There's been, you know, we, we all get tired of all that's bad about the pandemic, but there have been some mm -hmm. silver linings. And there have been. I think that's that's one of them. So what is it like? There are many listeners who are uh, in a family-owned business. What's it like? <laughs> what are Fam the challenges and yeah. what are the joys? Yeah, yeah. Family, is, family is tough. You know, it's... it's um, my dad and I are, are very much alike, and so we tend to, to clash probably more than, than my brother and I. My dad's chairman of the board, and he's been uh, you know semi-retired for probably 20 years, but uh, he still he still gets involved, still knows still knows what's going on, and and um, and and so there's yeah there's been some challenges, but uh, my brother and I are not much alike at all, and so we actually mesh really well. Oh, that's good. He really defers to me on the things that. I'm really good at, and I defer to him on the, on the things that he's he's probably more proficient at than I am. And so, who and so are you, just, and who's he? So, I am the uh, finance operations, quality assurance, research and development guy. Okay, and uh, and he's he's mostly in sales. Um, although I do some some sales for for some of the national restaurant chains that, that tend to be a little um, a little bit more particular and a little bit more um, in depth and and how and how you sell them. So. We both have our we both have our bailiwicks that we that we do. Which and, is good. Yeah, and it's and so it goes well. But the, the great thing about family mm -hmm. is that you know you can get mad at each other and and uh, you know maybe say some things that you, you you wish you could take back and and know that at the end of the day they're still family and there's no hard feelings and you know you just you just continue to grow and and you know we learn about each other every day is the other thing. Do you? you? Know? So like sure. What? So, you know, just how, you know, you respond, I, I think, to certain situations like, you know, um, I might never have known how Mark would have responded to a problem without, you know, us experiencing those things, you know, together hmm. and, mm -hmm. and seeing how he responds. And, and when we had the fire, I, I called him uh, and he was in my he was in Miami in front of uh, like a big customer um, and um, the customer happened to be an ex-fireman. Oh. <laughs> and so. I called him and I said, "Hey, I've got some really bad news. I'm standing, you know, in front of the facility and it's on fire." And um, you said it calmly like that. I did. I did. And 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 he said, "You know, it's April Fool's Day. Like you would not, <laughs> you would not do that to me, right?" And I go, "No, I wouldn't do that, I wouldn't do that to you." And so, um, and, uh, and and the guy sitting across from him, um, you know, heard me kind of describe, you know, what was what was going on, and and. Um, I don't think was a was a real comfort as far as I think you told him. Oh man, it's a, it sounds like it's total loss. This you know, is pretty, it's bad. pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, so. so I always yeah. ask <clears throat> teachable points of view, meaning your lessons learned. What are a few a few things that you personally have mm -hmm. learned in the journey so far? Well, first of all, I think you know. Um, work hard and do everything you can do but but still understand that god's in control and uh, if he wants something to happen a certain way it'll it'll happen that way 
And you know, there've been many, many times where I've gone, I just don't see how this is gonna work out. I just don't see what, you know, how this, I'm gonna keep this customer if they had a problem or whatever it was. And, um, and it always, always works out, you know, it does. And then I think too, that, that business is simple. You know, business is simple. Business is simple. Did it's, you hear it, that, it is, listeners, watchers? Yeah, it is. It is not <laughs> hard. And so, if you're going to do a football analogy, it's it's not about whether, you know, what offense you're running. It's not about you know whether you're doing a you know a veer or a run and shoot or the wishbone or you know whatever whatever you're running these days or a spread attack or whatever it is. If you block and tackle, you know, then it doesn't really matter. And you stay and so, in the game. And you stay in the game, and mm -hmm. and you work hard, and you give it everything you've got. And you just do the basics. You take care of your employees. That's that's number one. Yeah. Uh, you you try to produce you know quality product. For us, the the main thing is food safety. You know, um, we we have to know that our products are safe because, mm -hmm. as you pointed out, they're ready to eat right off the shelf. Yes. So a person could literally take a bag, open it up, and eat it in their car. You know, right then. Mm -hmm. And so you know they have to know that product is, is safe. So that's that's a big thing for us. But you know just taking care of the customers, taking care of your employees, doing the right things, being honest, doing it right and, and, and being honest and being upfront with your, with your customers and just saying, Hey, I'm just going to be honest with you. I've got a problem and, you and know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to ship you all the product that you want or whatever it is. And, and most of the time, yeah, that works out just fine. You know, just so what is the, what's a funny thing maybe that's happened in the business? <laughs> Well, there's been like behind the scenes. Yeah, there's 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 definitely been uh, lots of things happen um, over the years that that it, it, I would I'm, I'm not sure we always there's a there's a group of about, you know, 10 to 15 of us that really, really run the business. OK. And so, you know, we always say, you know, if we're not laughing, you know, we're not having fun. And and, you know, it's it's um, it, it's all about. Um, making sure that at the end of the day that 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 everybody's got a smile on their face so you're just having a good time and and sometimes that's at the you know sometimes that's at your expense and sometimes at uh, the customer's expense and and things like that and so we played a trick on um, on, on, on a customer one time and and uh, he's, he's a good friend otherwise I would never <laughs> okay. otherwise I would never I, I, I would never do it and so um, we kept we kept sending samples in for them to for them to try and they said well it's just you know it's it's not matching exactly like we want to and, and we said okay and we had done our it's called a triangle test we had done our triangle tests and I mean, we thought it matched you know perfectly so um and, and again i want to stress to your listeners i would never do this to somebody <laughs> that, that didn't know but uh we uh we we set the we set the samples up and um put all the samples of his control and said, you know, which one, you know, which, which one is, which one is ours. And, and we, you know, there's, so there's three samples and he said, see, I, I knew I'd be able to tell And sample B is yours and it doesn't match. And so we, we all started laughing and, and, uh, and we said, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, but those are all yours. <laughs> and so, but he, but he understood the point in which, which was um, in food and, and things like that. You know, we, we test things organoleptically and everybody's taste buds are different and everybody's, oh, you know, every, everything's different. Mm -hmm. So we're actually doing a lot of work with the University of, of uh, Auburn and they have things called electronic noses and electronic tongues that can actually, what? that can actually pick things out 
such as the amount of salt, the amount of sweet, bitter, sour, you know, th things like that. And then that's that's something that we can then put in front of a customer and say, you know what, our product has the exact same attributes as as what you're buying. And when you get it in front of five people, you're going to have five different flavor profiles that pop out to each of us individually. That's so interesting. So, well, that's like wine. We know that mm -hmm. different people have yep, different exactly. taste buds in wine. Yep. Fascinating. And I love wine. so <laughs> I do too. So, John, what... Um, if you were to write a book, what would you title it? Everyone has a book in them, you know. Yeah, I have I, I, I'll be honest. With you. I've never been asked that question. I um, that's good. You know, I, I think just a, a you know a family's journey. Oh, you know, um, all of our uh, daughters and 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 sons and wives and you know everybody's extremely vested you know into the company mm -hmm. and. Uh, my, uh, I asked my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter, I said, um, you know, what do you, what are you thinking you want to, that you want to do? And she goes, well, I want to be the CEO of John's Whole Foods. And I said, do you know what CEO means? And she goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, I just know it's your title. I said, okay. And then I asked, I asked her little sister and she goes, oh, I just, I just want to help sister out. You know, that's, that's all I want to do. That's great. So, um, it, it's a, it's a family affair. It really uh -huh. is. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what makes it, you know, a lot of fun, but challenging, you know, at, at, at the same time. And, um, you know, I've gotten to know some, some just wonderful people, you know, in the industry and um, made some really lifelong friends. And, and it's just been a lot of fun. You know, I've just had a great time doing it. And, and um, you meet a lot. Of, it's really a pretty small industry. Um, you know, people move. So let's say somebody you know, works at a particular restaurant, big restaurant chain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, where they typically move is they don't move necessarily out of the industry. They just move to a different chain or, mm -hmm. or somewhere along the line. So, um, and, and we have uh, what we call five different sales channels. So okay. our, our main sales channel is, is retail. We call retail, which is grocery stores. And, um, and then we also do uh, quite a bit of what we call broadline distribution. So if you've seen Cisco trucks, U.S. Foods mm -hmm. trucks, P uh, PFG trucks running up and down the street. Uh, Benny Keith here in here in Dallas is, okay. is another one. So that's that's a big segment of our business. National restaurant chains, you know, is another. So uh, we do some business with uh, Jack in the Box and Papa Murphy's Pizza and Subway and and all those all those types of, of, of customers. And we do a lot for schools. Um, we sell a lot to a lot to schools who that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, put it sure. on menus and. And things like that and then we sell <clears throat> where you would never see our name but um it, it's our it's our product you know inside of it and so we call it industrial sales so mm -hmm. it's someone who's taking our product and then using that as an ingredient into something else okay a, a bowl a salad right you know so when you're when you're on uh, the the fresh aisle buying fresh salads that have chicken in them uh -huh. It's a really good shot. That's 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 ours. Oh, that's I yeah. would have never thought of that. And then if you go and you buy uh, Asian brands in the, in the in the freezer, there's a large Asian brand that yeah. we do uh, a lot of a lot of chicken for. Um, so it's um, you're all over so, the place. Yeah, we, we really are. People don't people don't realize. You know, they just think it's it's on the shelf. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you're eating at a at a Mexican food restaurant in the Dallas, Houston, Austin, San Antonio area. I mean, there's a, Those really, there's a, there's there's a really good yours. shot. It's 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 <laughs> it's ours, and maybe it's their recipe that we follow. Ah, but but we're the ones making it, putting it into a case, and then, and then shipping it to them. 
So fascinating to hear all this. And and one other question about the, the business behind the scenes. So I know that things are not just hamburger patty to customer or mm -hmm. the product to the customer. There's all this other stuff, like, as you said, the safety, the AI, the artificial intelligence mm -hmm. aspect. So what other things are of interest, do yeah. you think, to <clears throat> well, we, um, someone listening? In, in the in the food business, robotics haven't been a, a big thing uh, because it's been so expensive, mm. and we're in a you know very light, very tight labor market. Uh, margins are are not huge; they're they're pretty they're pretty thin. So that has not been something that has uh, that we've done a lot of. However, mm. in our new facility in Alabama, we we put on uh, past well, I would call it post packaging. So once the product is packaged, then getting that into uh, a box, getting it labeled, getting it palletized. We went with all uh, new robotics uh, company out of uh, out of Minnesota that hmm. uh, that did a bunch of stuff for us, and and that that's probably the the neatest kind of most interesting thing that we're that we're doing. It's really neat to sit and watch a, a Fanuc robot pick up. That's what I know, want to know. Right, pick, pick something up and and know how to place, how to turn it, place it into a box. You know how many go into the case, um, and then just you know never stop. And and you know we decided to do that. Not because we don't love our employees, but everybody is struggling with with labor right now. It's just mm -hmm. it's just really really uh, a tough market right now. And in those jobs that we did eliminate quite a bit of jobs, but the jobs that are there are, are you know thirty to forty dollar an hour jobs. I mean they're very very That's great. Yeah, they're very very good jobs because you have to have some skill to run those robots and mm -hmm. and do those things. So that's really that's really neat. And then we have these these um, manless. They look like a little table. That's what they look like. Hmm. And what they do is is um, they they've mapped your facility, and they have cameras on all four sides of them. And then they will go and and pick up, let's say, a pallet of finished product. They will pick it up, um, take it to a station to be um, uh, labeled on all four sides, and then take it and, and take it to the truck. And no human being, no seriously, yeah, yeah no nothing. And so you see these. These, these little <laughs> robots, you know, kind of running around and wondering what they're doing, where they're going. And, you know, they just end up going somewhere and, and they bring, uh, you know, they bring what we call dunnage. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll bring boxes to the line. They'll bring a film to the line. Uh, when someone calls for it, they'll go pick it up and then take it to the line. So I, so I don't have employees running back doing that, nor do I have a man forklift that tends to be one of the more dangerous yeah. Positions, yes. you know, and we've had very, very few accidents over the years, but uh -huh. the ones that we do usually involve somebody on a forklift that mm -hmm. maybe not necessarily paying attention, but just, you know, a blind, mm -hmm. they've got a blind spot or just something, you know, something happens. And so that eliminates, that eliminates really all of that um, because it can see, you know, it can see everything. And so you step in front of it, it just stops. And mm. you know, waits, That's so waits cool. for you to move. So it's, need, it's, it's pretty neat. You need to put <clears throat> pictures on the site of that yeah I, I think we will when we when we get that facility really up and going where we want to we're going to post some videos mm -hmm. and we're going to do some time-lapse stuff of, of it being built and, and things like that so. and you know speaking of videos one thing i uh an audience i want you to know i went online obviously for our interview but i also found something that was very interesting to me and i haven't seen it on other sites not that i've gotten to 10 million but on your site, you've got recipes and showing mm -hmm. us what to do. Yes. So yes. I hadn't really seen that. I just have been buying your product and yeah. like you say, you can eat it and throw it into a salad mm -hmm. or whatever and you're good to go. But I loved that because I love to cook mm -hmm. too. 
And here it was, I can say now, I can go back. How many, I, I don't know how many recipes you've got on there, but there's a right. bunch. Oh, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's a bunch. And that there's was, that was really yeah. cool. Yeah. So the site you can see under this, this uh, screen right now, you can see where to go uh, about learning more about John Soul's Foods. And so they are in pretty much all grocery stores. Is that right? Yeah, we're in we're in twenty five thousand grocery stores across across the country. Uh -huh. um, and and um, so we've been we've got really good distribution and been you know been, been blessed from from that standpoint. So and we've got some really good new uh, unique products, and we've rolling out new products all the time. We've got new products rolling out this week at uh, at Walmart. That is a breaded, fully cooked product, but it's in the fresh aisle, not the frozen aisle. Oh, yeah. okay. And so much quicker to much quicker to heat and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So it's, it's it's really good. And then we're coming out with with something for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, there's there's been a there's been a wing shortage. Um, there's only there's only two wings to a chicken basically. <laughs> so they need to they need to figure out a way to to, to solve that. But um, and 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 there's an overall protein shortage, but it's 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 temporary. It's not it's not long term. Good to hear that. Yeah. But we're we're coming out with something that kind of mimics a wing. And uh, uh, you'll see it. You'll see it in the grocery stores. Uh, come, hopefully, right before the right before the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to call them Amazings. Amazing. And uh, they're kind of uh, they're they're kind of like a wing, but I actually think they're actually a little better. So we'll watch for yeah. that. And they'll, will they stay, stay on tuned. the menu? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I do think Probably. so. We, we expect them to do well, and, and hopefully they'll they'll stay out there. <laughs> That's just so fun, John. What is a word that you can own for yourself? for 2022 something that um just what comes to mind in in a word that is something you want to remember i'll give you an example i thought about this and i ask every leader this now mine is simplify and i'm telling you john when people tell the word to me mm -hmm. it goes <laughs> in their heart and yep. it's burned there yep. so what might be your word it would be it would be one of one of two p words it would either be patience or perseverance i think um and and you know perseverance comes naturally i think to, to a lot of people but patience does not and i've certainly learned uh, having children and then having um, almost two thousand employees now um you know patience is 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 something that you have to have to be successful you know, if you fly off the handle at every problem that comes up and, 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 you know, we're in an industry where there's, there's lots of problems, you mm -hmm. know, every day. I mean, mm -hmm. we deal with a perishable product, so sure. it's limited time in order to, to manufacture it and do things to it. So people make mistakes and, and if you're patient with them and understanding, then they're more likely to come to you and say, Hey, you I know, made a mistake. I made a mistake. You know, versus trying to sweep it under the rug. Uh -huh. And, and, and then you, you're still going to find out later. But now I can't do anything about it. You know, if I know at the time it happens, I can probably prevent something else from happening down the line. So, um, again, I, I think, uh, you know, learning through uh, through business, through marriage and through raising a family, um, you know, patience is, is something that maybe I was a little late to come by, but I'm definitely better at it now than I used to be. And you're right. That's probably one of the major leadership uh, attributes that leaders certainly have learned a lot during yeah. this pandemic and yeah. that's that's super good oh let's see what else do i want to ask you i was thinking about 
I was thinking about if you, the industry itself could be a, a, a TV series. I mean, it really could, couldn't it? Maybe. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. You know, there there are some there are some um, films out there, you know, about the food industry that are that are just not just not accurate. Um, so why don't you do one? Most. <laughs> Well, a lot of the stuff that we do is kind of secretive, you know, oh, because okay. we, we try to keep it from uh, what our what our competitors are doing. But you know, um, people don't understand that when when we walk in at the beginning of the day into our facility, it's probably as clean or cleaner than an operating room. And so, so we spend about mm -hmm. six to seven hours cleaning our facilities, you know, from about midnight to about six a.m. And then we go around and we take swabs and sponges and, and to check. And those are immediate results to check to make sure everything is clean. Um, you know, nothing's bacteria free, but what we call pathogens is pathogen free, listeria, uh, salmonella, you know, things like that. And and uh, it's it's an extremely clean you know process. You know, it really is. And most business owners, food business owners do not want their name in the in the news. No. So we try to produce as, as good a product as we can, as safe as we can, because, you know, uh, your, your name in the news on a recall is not a, that's not a good day, yeah. you know. So I think there's a little bit of misconception out there that, you know, things are labeled a certain way to try to deceive the public. Well, the government lays out how we label things. I can't, I can't just label it however I want to, you know, and, and, and there's a, I think a general thought process out there that, there are, you know, steroids and hormones, let's say, in chicken. Uh, but there's not. It's, it's illegal by the USDA. The USDA doesn't allow it. Antibiotics has become a big thing, but there are no steroids or you know, anything like that in, uh, you know, in, in poultry. And so I think there's just a misconception out there uh -huh. about that. And, um, and, and then, you know, the, other, the only other thing I would probably put in the book is, is that uh, you, you go to your customers to solve problems, not to sell them what you make. You know, so, nice. Say that yeah. again. That's so, nice. Yeah, you 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 go to customers to solve a problem for them, not pull out a list and say, "Hey, here's what I make." You know, you want to buy something off of it? Mm -hmm. I'm typically I'm there, and we and we sell a lot to the, the Costco's and the WalMarts and those guys of the world, and and those guys have have lots of problems. You know, they do, mm -hmm. and so you're there to try to to try to help them solve a problem so that they can treat their member the way they feel they want to be treated. Yeah. And um, and so that's I'm, I'm in the business of, of solving food problems, maybe, but not <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not all sorts type of problems, but but food problems. But and there are those there are those out there, especially nowadays with shelves being empty and yes, and uh, and, and and a lot of that is a function of labor and a, a shortage of, of a little bit of on the protein side. But a lot of that is is labor related. Yeah. There's a lot to what you do, and I knew that. I was so excited to have have you on the show, in particular, since I love your product, and to learn about what the industry is about. So I wish you continued successes. Thank what you. What is your aspiration for the company now, moving forward? You know, I, that's a great question. Um, it used to be to, you know, grow a business to a point, you know, uh, sell it. And you know, go live on a boat, or you know, go, do something crazy. Um, and and that, of course, that was probably in my twenties when I was <laughs> immature and dumb. But no, now it's really to see the company succeed, to see it grow. Uh, I'd love to see my family involved with it. You know, children, and and that's a challenge. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Multi-generational um, companies are always difficult. Mm-hmm. There was my father, my brother, and I. That's pretty manageable. Yep. Um, now uh, I've got I've got two girls. My brother has uh, two boys and a girl. Uh, now we're talking about five people. There you and go. Then when they have kids, you know, it, it just explodes, and that gets really, really difficult. So you know, that's kind of a challenge, I think, to to see that next generation and 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 see them be put in the right spots mm-hmm. in an organization and, and succeed and, you know, and be happy. And, and none of us are pressing our, our children to, to be into the business, but if they want to, we'd love for them to, you know, love for them to be involved and they all sound like they, they want to. Um, but it, it's definitely now to, to enjoy the ride, Yeah, you know, not, I really don't have an end goal. Um, just to continue to grow continue to, to uh, employ, you know, uh, great people Good and people. provide, provide for them, uh, you know, put out great products and, and, and hopefully people, people to enjoy it. So, um, so yeah. if anyone is looking for a really good job, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Available, right? we do, yeah. we have plenty of openings. No, it's just so interesting, John. It just, it, it just is interesting to me that there's such a labor shortage and people are just many of them not, really wanting to go back to work yet. Yeah, and, and I think that they, they're they not understanding too how that has a direct effect sure. on, on what they see in the grocery store, what they see on the shelves, what they see, you know, when they're buying clothes. Because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say this, but it is, it is what it is. I mean, we're, we're shorting you know, almost a million pounds a week of product to our customers from all over, all over the, the, the United States. And it's all because of, of labor shortages. Is that right? And, you know, I've talked to some of our customers, you know, basically apologizing and, and saying that, hey, we're, you know, we're trying to, we're, we're trying to, whether it's pay more money, whether it's change hours, whatever it is. And they say, you're actually doing better than, than most of my vendors. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty rough. And, and I think that people need to understand that there's a bigger effect mm-hmm. than, than what you would, than what you would think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think eventually people will need to go back to work, John. Yeah, uh, we hope eventually. so. We hope so. <laughs> so um, at the bottom of the screen, again, you can see where to contact John Soul's Foods. And uh, if you haven't tried them, I really mean this sincerely. They are the best. I have bought many, many products. I'm not just saying this. And if I where, can say one, one thing, in, please. if you don't mind. We want to hear about good and bad experiences both. Okay. My, my brother and I personally read every complaint that comes in through uh, through the website or, or over whatever social right, media. Social media. So uh, we want to hear about a bad experience, and if you have a bad experience, we learn from it. We send you some free coupons. Hopefully, you're willing to try it. You know, try it again. Um, you know, we're not claiming that we can be perfect for every single mm-hmm. bag you know that's out there, but we do try and we do take those seriously, and then we post those complaints in our break room so our employees really? see them so that they can understand where we might have made a mistake or where we where we can improve upon. So we want to hear about all the experiences. That I'm so glad that you interrupted me and said that because that says a whole lot about yeah. about you and about the company and and the values that, that drive it. Good to know. I doubt that you'll have very many, however. So might have to have you come back in one year and find out what other products (laughs) you've got i'm gonna look for them that's for sure on the grocery store so thanks john thanks so much for thank you so much for having me you are doing it right thank you for sure (laughs) we appreciate it ah and so before we go um 
you know, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Now, this is Valerie as part of my leadership development firm kicking in here. I got to ask you some questions. Number one, do you have a brand, a personal brand as a leader? Do you? Just yes or no in your, in your mind. Number two, can you clearly articulate your personal brand? Interesting. Number three, what part do you think presence has to do with your brand? In other words, how you show up, look, act, walk, talk, and are, how you communicate, just the behaviors that we can see. What are they like? Well, if you're questioning those things, let me give you a statistic. A survey was given to over 3,000 people, and these statistics have maintained the same answers through the years. And here it is. 53% of those 3,000 people said, I think I have a brand. 73% said, no, I can't clearly articulate it, which would say, hmm, so did you really have one? And 48% said, uh, I'm not so sure if I have one or not. Where do you fall? Well, that's what I do in Valerie and Company. As a leadership coach and workshop facilitator, I always use these words. I want the leaders I work with, authentic ones, to make a mark and make it count. I don't work with anyone, by the way, that isn't authentic. If you just put a mask on and try to be somebody you're not, you're not my client. But I would love to have you as a client. So please email me, Valerie at ValerieAndCompany.com if you want to learn more, how we can work together, and how I can support you in the things that are important to you and your organization. And with that, let me leave you with a Valerieism. Today I thought about this one to share. Goosebumps are good. Isn't that cool? Goosebumps are good. What do you think I need? I mean by that? Well, I'll tell you. Have there been times when you have had an idea and it kind of raised a, a tingle in you or a, a little spark inside? Goosebumpy. Pay attention to those goosebumps. Maybe you see an opportunity you kind of get a little spark inside of you. Something lights up. I'm just going to call them goosebumps. They're good. Pay attention to them because maybe it's something to follow. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Till next time, have some more coffee. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. To receive Valerie's voice, free monthly leadership tips, and to learn more about her leadership programs and coaching, visit her website, ValerieAndCompany.com. Next week, we'll be here again to inspire, engage, and equip you with teachable points of view from successful leaders who have been doing it right. Until then, lead authentically.